What's up, everyone? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. This is your host, Chelsea Rife. And if you're a first-time listener, this podcast covers manifestation, business, travel, lifestyle, and lately just figuring things out and trying to relate to you guys because we're all going through the same things. And I am just trying to show you that you can get through it. It's just a matter of how you look at things. So welcome to the show. If you are a new listener, you might not know that I live in Australia. I moved here about six months ago now. And I do little updates in the beginning of the podcast. So no difference. I'm going to do that today. But today's are short. I feel like there's two big ones that I'm finding that I keep forgetting to talk about that are so important and prominent. The first is really hilarious. I don't know what is going on over here, but the trend of haircuts right now for guys is like an 80s mullet. I'm not kidding. You might be like, Chelsea, you're being dramatic. I've never even like seen that. It's too, it's 2020. Like, what are you talking about? I cannot make this up. I've been pointing this out to everyone. And now they're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's everywhere. I really noticed it in Byron Bay, but basically I'm seeing guys shave the side of their head, like right by their ears into basically squares. So imagine two shaved squares right above their ears. And then the rest is just their hair. Like that is not... A joke that's what's happening over here and at first i thought it was like a funny thing going on like you know when guys grow their beards out really long or they grow a mustache to be funny and it's like it is kind of an ironic haircut but then it's like they actually just don't care they're like yeah fuck it i'm gonna do this and now because it's like so what's the word like unconventional that people are now like yeah fuck it now i'm doing it too so if you go out in Australia, I feel like the true Aussie guys have this like mullet hairstyle. I cannot get over it. I will try and find it on my stories this weekend or post it on my stories when I go out so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Because like I said, I told my friends and now we are all spotting it. It's wild. And then the other one is that they dye their hair like bleach blonde a lot, which is really not normal for a North American to do like Americans. I feel like you would find that a lot in LA, maybe New York, like more of the bigger cities. But back home in Florida, I don't know any any guy that was dyeing their hair beach, beach blonde or bleach blonde and just going with the flow. So they're really open here. That's like, I guess the bigger conversation is like, they really don't stick to these traditional societal norms. They're like, I don't give a fuck if a mullet is ugly. I'm going to do it. Um, I don't care if my hair looks like this. I'm going to dye it blonde. They're really, really open about how they express themselves. Like there's a ton of guys here that have piercings everywhere, like ear piercings, nose piercings, lip piercings, like all over. And I feel like in America, that's very alternative where here it's actually like pretty common. Like I would say most guys have a nose piercing, which again, if you're an American listening, you're probably like, huh, I've never really seen that. Again, unless you're more in the like alternative community. So I noticed that a lot. And they're really free with like, I guess, sexual expression. They're really open here. And I talked about this, I think in the last podcast, how I was listening to the radio and they were just like giving advice on where to get STD tested and sexual advice if you're going to hook up with someone. And it was just playing on the radio at work. And I was like, oh my gosh, is, you know, are people noticing this? Are they going to change it? And it's just like, no, that's how open they are. So I think that goes back to like how expressive they are. They're like, this is me. I don't care what you think of my hair. I don't care what you think of my job. I don't care what you think of my sexuality. Like everyone's very fluid here. So it's really refreshing to just have that perspective on things and say, okay, yeah, mullet traditionally is really not a cute look, but here they're like, "Mm, I don't care. 
So if you are visiting and you're planning to see like Liam Hemsworth out and about, get ready because you're actually going to see a lot of mullets. Sorry to disappoint you. Second biggest update is the lifestyle. So I've talked about this here and there, you know, throughout all my podcasts, but they are so laid back here in terms of like getting in and lunch breaks and when you leave. And I don't mean like, oh, everyone every day is coming in late and not working and like not taking lunch. It's more so no one's like, tattletailing i guess is the word whereas in america i know it's a big deal to take your lunch like we all feel guilty we we go grab a salad we run back to our desk we just quickly run take the hour run back we actually like watch our phones to make sure that we're exactly at the hour where here it's like okay obviously i'm not going to take a three-hour lunch break but i also don't need to go rush get a salad bring it back to my desk wolf it down and then get back to work you will not really see that over here Um, Most people do take their whole lunch break, and if they're not, then it's just because they're really busy, where I feel like in America, it was, again, kind of frowned upon to take your lunch break, where I do feel now as self-care and self-help has become more mainstream and important, people do realize, okay, yeah, I do need to take my lunch break, but here, they're just like, yeah, take your lunch break whenever, come back whenever, and same thing with, like, getting in. I remember at at companies that worked for in America, it would be like, Oh, you're in at 9.15, 9.30? Like, what happened? Did the bus run late? Did you leave your keys at home? Did you slip and fall? Where here, it's like, hey, how's it going? If you walk in 10, 15, 20 minutes late, because the whole gist is like, we trust that you're getting your work done when you're here. If you come in 15 minutes late, you don't necessarily need to stay 15 minutes late, but we're assuming that you're going to work just a little harder to make up that 15 minutes. Does that make sense? Like, it's 15 minutes. What are you going to do that's transforming the business's bottom line that they're going to make sure that you stay those extra 15 minutes? It's like, okay, yeah, maybe I won't take as long as a lunch break or I'll sit down and really, really focus and just knock this out. Whereas I feel like in America, again, it was like very, very frowned upon if you walked in 10, 15 minutes late, definitely 30, 45 people would be like, oh my gosh, call the authorities. This person's late. And that's not the case here. Same thing with like early leaving early they're like oh yeah you're done with your work go ahead leave early or looks like today's a slow day you can go ahead and head out and i remember when i first moved here i was like god everyone is so lazy they're coming in late they leave early they take these long lunch breaks like i don't get it why does everyone not like working and what i realized is because they value the balance here and the lifestyle like they would rather say yeah i'll hold off on those 20 emails i have to send till tomorrow because i would rather get to the beach and enjoy the sunset or make it in time for dinner with my family or go do this go on a date with my partner whatever the case is it's not like oh well gotta stay late at work got those 20 emails left and you know i've just got to crank it out got to cancel that date got to skip that one you know meeting i had with my friend they don't really do that here they're like no i'm gonna leave early i'm gonna go do what i was gonna do or i'm gonna leave on time and do what i was meant to do and i'll just get to it tomorrow where i felt like in america if i didn't finish anything i absolutely had to stay and finish it like doesn't matter if it was 7.30, doesn't matter if it was 10 p.m., doesn't matter if I had to bring my work home and work on it in my living room while I was cooking. Like It was just like, get it done no matter what at all costs. Where here, it is not like that. And it's really hard for me to adjust because I'm like, oh my God, Like, what are we doing? Don't we need to send that report? Or why is this person not checking in? Or like, what, is that meeting not happening? And oh my God, we had to run back to the office. It's been an hour for our lunch break. And they're like, whoa, hold your horses, Chelsea. <laughs> like, It's not that big of a deal. So I am still getting used to how lax it is. And I really appreciate it because 
It just shows that people value different things. My whole goal when I moved over here was looking at, you know, a more balanced lifestyle. And when I got here and I'm now experiencing this balanced lifestyle, it is showing me, it's kind of like testing me being like, okay, you wanted a more balanced lifestyle. Are you going to be a workaholic and actually enjoy the balanced lifestyle? Or are you going to stay three hours late and bring your work home and take zero lunch breaks? Because I'm so used to that, you know, I've been programmed to work that way that it is hard to switch it off, but it is a nice like reality check. I'm getting a reality check like, okay, can you handle having this much time off? And what are you going to do with that free time? Can you work on your podcast? Can you work on your other business goals? Can you work on yourself? And I think that's the issue that I realize is we use work a lot as an excuse to not look inwards. We use work to say, I'm so busy, I can't date, I have to work. Sorry, I can't make it to your birthday party, I have to work. Oh my gosh, I got assigned this huge project, I'm going to have to work over the weekend. Sorry, I have to cancel our date, you know, my boss just put me on this. We are constantly moving things around for work, at least in America. And I do think there is a shift. Like, I remember when I left, I was like, I really do feel like they're trying to shift the way that the workplace culture is. But if you think about it, it's like... Why is every company in the United States and technically the world required to work 40 hours a week when we all have such different skill sets, different educations, different industries, different motivation, different incentive incentivizations, like everything we do, even if you work in an office of five people, you all work differently. Like we all have those colleagues that, you know, get something done in 10 minutes and you're like, oh my God, you're so fast. And then you have other colleagues that are like, wow, how have they taken five days to finish this project? So it's so funny that we just assign 40 hours to every single company, no matter if it's like a financial services company or a beauty marketing company. Like we're all just out here working 40 hours where I feel like here it's like, no, again, like use the time that you need to get it done and get it done and do it well and move on. So the value here is not on a promotion or a title or being the best or getting rewarded with, you know, X, Y, and Z publicly. It's just like, hey, yeah, get your work done and go enjoy the life that's in Australia. There's beautiful beaches. It's sunny. Like, go talk to your loved ones. Go have a long dinner. And that's the part that I'm getting used to because it's like, that's what I wanted. But now that I'm facing it, it is like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. So yeah, that is a huge update. It's just adjusting to the lifestyle. I would also say the regional work I've talked about. So if you listen to last week and if you're on the working holiday visa, in order to stay for a second year, a whole other year, you have to do 88 days of work in a specific zip code that is pretty remote. So I can't just do it in Bondi Beach or Melbourne or anywhere like that. I have to actually go to a more like secluded remote area because the whole goal of giving you that visa is saying you're going to help out these communities that need more assistance than obviously Sydney, like everyone's trying to move to Sydney and work here. We're trying to help all these other places that need the help. And if you do that, then we'll give you a second year visa. So when I heard about that, first of all, Americans can do hospitality or tourism. A lot of other, I would say 95% of the other nationalities have to do farm work where they are literally on a farm, picking fruit, packing fruit, peeling things, um, planting things, working with animals, like legitimately on a farm. And as an American, I'm sure if you're listening, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? I would never do that. And that was my thought. I was like, yeah, 100% not doing the farm work, not even the hospitality work. I'm just going to try to get another visa that's either, you know, a work visa or something, or I'll just go to New Zealand or I'll move and go somewhere else. Like a thousand percent 
not working in a secluded area, doing something that I don't want to do. Fast forward, I get here and I realize everyone does it. Like, it's actually almost weird if you don't do it. No, it is weird. Like, if you have the opportunity to get that second year visa and you totally pass it up because you're like, I'm not going to go work on a farm or I'm not going to go do hospitality in that secluded area. I'm not going to live there for three months. You're actually the outsider. People would be like, are you insane? You get a whole other year guaranteed in this country if you just go work there for three months and then you're done. And it it was so hard to wrap my head around that when I moved here. And I was convincing myself like, oh, three months. Okay, like just count down the days. It's like 12 Mondays, you'll power through it. And now it's almost like it will kind of be like a retreat of self-reflection because it's gonna be so different than anything I've ever done. I'm trying to plan to do it in March and it's going to be a whole transition. Like I'm gonna have to pack everything I have. I'm gonna have to move again. I'm not going to know anyone like I don't really know anyone that's going to do this work and I'm American. So all my friends that are doing the work are actually doing it on the farms. They're not doing the hospitality tourism work that Americans can do. So I'm pretty much like uprooting my life and almost moving to another city. So I guess to compare it, it would be like in America, if you wanted to live in your favorite city. okay, let's say you, you love L.A., and you already had a work visa there and they're like, okay, in order to stay in L.A., by the beach, we're going to let you do it, but you have to go work um, 88 days in North Dakota um, at the front desk of a hotel. Like even saying that, you'd probably be like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not going to work 30 days in North Dakota at a hotel when I just lived in L.A. for a year. And you would probably like turn it down. You'd be like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Here... Again, it's like crazy. People are like, oh, oh, hell yeah. Like sign me up for North Dakota, pack my bags, see ya, knock that 88 days out and then come back to LA. That is exactly what people are doing here. So the bigger lesson from that is just like, no one has an ego about it. No one's like, I'm not doing that. I went to college or I have my master's degree. Why would I go to a farm or yeah, right. Like finding me there doing that dirty work. I'm not doing that. No one has said that. Like I said, I was the one kind of being like, mm, yeah, probably not doing that. And everyone's like, wait, are you serious? Like you're actually going to pass up the opportunity to stay for another year. And through seeing so many freaking people do it, now I'm convinced. I'm like, oh yeah, I have to go. So I am trying to do that in March. Um, it's going to be a huge transition. I'll be doing probably a weekly, daily podcast about that. Actually, my podcast is weekly. Um, but yeah, it is going to be... I'm just even thinking about it. Like the whole life I built in Bondi is just going to be uprooted. So that's just something to think about. If you are living abroad, you're going to be transitioning a lot. You're going to lose friends, not necessarily lose. It's just everyone, your friend group changes really often. If you're dating someone and and they're a different nationality, for example, I'm American and I can do this work. If I'm dating someone that also wants to do the work, they have to go work on a farm while I have to go work in hospitality at a totally different area How is that going to work? Yeah, you can do long distance and then figure it out. That's definitely an option. But it's just like the reality of the situation. It's not like the movies where you meet someone and your group of friends and now you're all best friends. You live in Australia together and you get a house and you're dating the love of your life. It's like, yeah, that all could happen for a very short term period. But the reality is, unless you are a permanent resident or here, you know, on a partner visa, it's very hard to say. They're changing the rules, too. So... It's just something, again, to think about if you're living abroad, to think of the reality of it and stop romanticizing it. I'll probably do a whole podcast on that, actually. So let me know if you want to hear that. 
What's interesting, though, is the people you do meet, you kind of learn your time is so short here. Like, I need to be hanging out with people that really lift me up. And that is what happened. Today's guest is Marley Rose. She popped up in my life right when I needed her. I was literally telling my mom, I have no girlfriends here. It's all my guy friends from Yacht Week, which is like half the reason I came here. Or it's just all these people that live in Bondi that I don't really like connect with on a level more than partying. And I just need to find people that are trying to build their own business and like believe in manifestation and want to do all this woo woo fun stuff. But it's so hard. Like this is the funny thing too, that Americans have such an ego and like are so narcissist we think like we're the only ones here doing the thing we're the only ones that left we're the only ones that packed our bags we're the only ones that gave up everything and then you get here and it's like there's literally 10,000 plus people on this working holiday visa all doing the same thing all left their jobs families homes whatever to come and then when you start thinking about the friendship groups, yep, they all have the same problems. They all, a lot of people don't even speak English. So they have English as their second language and they're out here making new friends. So for me to be like, oh, it's just so hard. I'm not going to find these people. I'm the only one that has to deal with this. No one knows what I'm going, going through. It's actually a very narcissistic point of view to think I'm the only person that's doing this when I literally live in a backpacker community where everyone is traveling through. So that's just a side note. I'll, I'll do another update on like the American superiority complex. But yes, I was like, mom, I'm overwhelmed because I feel like everyone's leaving and I can't find a friend. And then Marley was someone that we kind of connected through work. We, we'll tell the story when we get into it. But it was unreal. Like we hung out at a cafe for five hours talking about manifestation, boys, traveling, starting your own business, like the conversation was as if I knew her for 20 years, like as if she came over with me from America and we hung out for 10 years. I was like, this is wild because I was just telling my mom, I need girlfriends like this. And now we call each other our high vibe besties because it's so true. Like we text each other every day about the craziest like woo woo stuff like oh, it's 11 11 or 444 222 or just anything like girl you need to look at this from another perspective that's your ego talking and i'm like wow this is a really nice friendship to have i definitely have friends in my circle that i can talk about these things but with her we're doing everything like reiki intuitive healing massages uh breath work yoga meditation and i'm like Every time I talk to her, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to go do this. We have to go do this, which is exactly what I asked for. I said, I want to stop drinking so much. I want to stop going out. I came here to do more of that self-care stuff. And boom, the universe was like, oh, here you go. Here's a girl that not only is in all this self-care stuff, but has her own successful business, which is exactly what I came over here to do. So I think this is a lesson in when you start visualizing and asking for things that you want instead of complaining about it being like you know what i genuinely would love xyz these are the actions i'm going to take then the universe will provide and i'll use this as an example i said to my mom i really would love more girlfriends that are on the same like vibe as me secondly what was the action i took when marley said let's go get coffee i i agreed and we picked a date and time had i put it off and been like oh i don't really know her why would i go get coffee with her this is gonna be weird i don't really want to talk to her and then been complaining like oh my life sucks here i have no girlfriends this is awful then i don't think i would have met her so you have to shift your energy and you have to believe that it's possible because especially if you live like somewhere in sydney it's like how could i really think that there's no one here 
that I could get along with this well. So we get into this so much that it was actually a two hour conversation. So we're splitting it up into two parts because we covered so much ground, but I think you will like it, especially if you're someone that is feeling maybe um alone like i felt very alone right before i met her i was really overwhelmed with work and being like did i just come here to work again going back to the thing i talked about in the beginning of being an american workaholic adjusting to a super balanced laid-back lifestyle really got me in a spiral of just like working 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 then not making friends and making excuses and so because of that we discuss like how did we even find each other and i think again it will really resonate with you if you're feeling a little bit lonely if you're going through anything like the tools you can use we talk about business we talk about expanders which you'll learn what that term means talk about ego we talk about so much like i can't even remember because it was two hours there was just so much ground covered so with that i want you guys to listen and leave a review if you found value What helps a lot is if you write out a review, because think about it. On Amazon, what do you do? You usually go down and read the reviews. If you go to Sephora.com, you usually read the reviews. Pretty much anything you buy or look into, you're reading the reviews beforehand. And podcasting is really no different. It's like, oh, do I want to listen to this podcast? I've never heard of it. Let me check out the reviews. So it takes about five minutes, if not less. If you found value, please, please write what you liked about it. You can email me directly. If you have feedback, you can always DM me. I am available at Chelsea Rife. I even have a new Instagram, non-expert opinion pod. I have an email, hello at in my non-expert opinion and website. So there's basically four channels to contact me. And let me know your thoughts. That can be feedback. You can say, we really want to hear more of this, or we don't really like when you talk about this, or, you know, I really want to dive into that one subject that you really only seem to talk about once. Like I'm here to talk about whatever. I'm a pretty open book. This podcast is pretty therapeutic for me, but I don't want to keep talking about the same things all the time. I want to hear what you guys want to hear about, because now I'm starting to realize that my purpose for this podcast is to show you I'm really no different than the next person. It's just a more relatable way to to discuss things so i want you guys to reach out let me know leave a review and go follow marley you will love her stories and her content and she adds so much value to your lives so with that let's dive in all right guys you might have seen that i went on a trip to byron bay a few weeks ago and it was not really planned and everyone's like wait who are you there with why weren't we invited what's going on And I was like, well, this sounds really crazy, but I booked a trip with someone that I met three days ago because we just got along really well. And everyone's like, are you insane? So I figured, why not have that guest on? Because we are high vibe besties now. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Marley. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on and talk about all things high vibe, manifesting, and business because that's all we talk about. That's literally all we talk about. We met, um, we'll talk about how we met, but our first actual encounter was at a cafe And I'll be honest, I was coming out of a weird relationship type of like funk. And I was like, I'll go say hi to this girl. We'll we'll hang out, have coffee for an hour and I'll leave. And then we hung out for five hours and then booked a trip. Literally the day that we met. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is psychotic. So (laughs) let's tell the story of how we met. Okay. Um, I'm trying to trace it back to the origin, which was I was looking for branding for my yoga business. Yeah. I posted in a Facebook group called Freelancing Females, which if you're not in that group and you're a freelancing female, join it. It's super valuable. And I posted what I was looking for um, and your business partner commented. 
And I started looking in your profile and I was like, oh, this is nice. I'll, I'll chat with her and see what she can do. We ended up chatting and then you're like, I'm actually moving to Bondi Beach in like a month or two. I'm like, that's weird because you could be moving anywhere and you're moving to where I live. Yeah. And then what were you thinking at that time? Were you like, oh, we're going to meet. This is going to be like, like, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I have just kind of like, because Ashley, Ashley's actually my employee, not business partner. Oh, but yes. yes, but yeah. So Ashley, I think she, she's obviously in that group and she's got me so many referrals to that. Yes. I'm like, okay, I just actually need to join the group myself. Yes. And she was like, oh, you should meet this girl. I didn't even know you were in Bondi, actually. Um, she yeah. was just like, oh, like this girl has like this yoga business, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's like so aligned with like what we do. And then so we hopped on a call, which is actually funny because at that time I didn't do calls with any of my clients. Oh my God. Yeah. And you were like, let's do a call. And I was kind of like, okay, because I like protect my energy. I'm like, I don't want to chat with anyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I looked at your profile and I was like, okay, like she seems like we, like just like your, your photos, your vibe. She likes right. cafes. I'm sure we'll get along. Right. Easy. And then, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, wait, I'm moving to Bondi. And then, yeah, that would have been like maybe in October. Yeah. I think maybe in October. And then, yeah. And then I remember just being like, keep seeing your stories and being like, oh my God, I need to like message this girl when... I get to Bondi because I feel like we get along really well. Yeah. And then I started following your stories and I was like, wait, she's kind of doing the whole freelancing travel thing that I wanted to do. That's why I left all, like the United States was to come to Australia and freelance. But then you would talk about like manifestation and high vibe stuff. And I was like, wait, I haven't really met a lot of girls my age that are posting about this like i feel like the people i follow are like speakers or tedx talker you know what i mean like <laughs> they're like accounts that focus on that so i was like this is crazy that this girl is just like your average girl but she has all this stuff going on and she's living the life i want to lead and talking about all this stuff that i don't like really talk to people about so i was like we have to meet yeah so then i feel like we stayed in touch but it was like oh we'll, we'll meet up yeah i think we we're both like kind of busy yeah it was and i was in season. bali and then when i landed in australia i went to kuji which is like for those who don't know like a 30 no an hour walk maybe like a yeah. 10 minute drive yeah which is crazy <laughs> um and then yeah, and then I remember you specifically texting me, like, before we met, being like, I need a high-vibe conversation. Yes, I was like, girl, I, like, need some high-vibes around here. Yeah. Like, we just need to meet up. I can tell by your content, which is interesting that you post about that, too, because I found recently that I feel like I'm, like, was hiding that side of myself, where I was like, this is too woo-woo, people yeah. don't relate, I can't really talk about that. And then when I saw your content, I was like, this girl talks about it all the time. Like, So that's actually an interesting point you make, because like, I was the same. I'm like, what, who am I to talk about like manifestation or like... Right. Or, like, setting goals, because look, look, it's not what my business is. My business is, like, graphic design and website design. So right. in my mind, I was like, how does that relate? But since I started talking about it, because it is, like, a part of me, and that's, like, a part of my brand, then I've been attracting people like you and, like, the most amazing clients ever because they are on the same page as I am. Which is probably what you wanted. Exactly. So, like, now that I've been talking about these things, people, like, resonate and, like, reach out to me because they're like okay i want a website designer but i also love that you're into this right it's like the energy you're giving off also just makes me want to work with you yeah exactly so let's talk about your business where did you get the idea to do what you're doing now oh my god okay it's a long story but i will try to summarize it so i live in a really small town in toronto like in canada like three hours north of toronto and I would go home every summer after university 
um, and want to work in the industry because I went to school for marketing. But in my small town, you either work in a restaurant or you work in a restaurant. Like, there's no marketing agency. There's no, like, no firms, nothing. So I sought out a grant to start a business called Marley Rose Harris Consulting. And what I did is that I would, well, no, I actually didn't do any of this, but my idea was to work with small businesses to teach them how to do social media and like set up their account. Cause I saw that no one back home was using Instagram or Facebook cause they're all like mom and pop shops. So I kind of saw an opportunity there. So then I started that business, but I was also like 19 and then also worked in a restaurant full time. So I wasn't like in the right headspace to be like, let's do this full time. Like it was more, it was very much a side hustle and it was like client to client just cause small town word of mouth. And then one of my clients, my hairdresser who actually kind of like changed the like direction of my life was like, will you make me a logo? And I was like, okay, like I've never made a logo, but I always just say yes to everything and then figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And then I made the logo and I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I loved it. And I was like, and she actually still used that logo today. Oh my God. Like five years later. It's amazing. Yeah. Good branding. Good branding. It's actually, oh, I shouldn't say that, but it's really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I mean, don't listen Things to this. Evolve. Yeah. And then, um, and then after that, she's like, okay, you really need a website. Can you make me a website? And I was like, never made a website, but sure, let's give it a go. And again, loved it. And I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, I love doing this. And then, so then I kind of like revamped slash didn't change the name or anything, but kind of just started telling people that's what I did. Didn't have a Facebook page. I like, didn't have an Instagram. It was literally just word of mouth. So then throughout university, like clients would come to me being like, oh, you made so-and-so a website. Like, can you make me one? I'd be like, yeah. And I literally charged, I think, $400 for a website. Which, okay, but you know what, to me right now, like, the average person, that sounds like a lot of money. Really? Yeah, like... Oh, and at the time, I was like, oh my god, I'm charging them way too much, and, like, $50 for a logo. And, but, see, like, to anyone that's not listening, I feel like it's good to give context around rates, because, like, what you're saying that as if it's, like, pennies. So, that's in the design world, like, that is pennies, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're basically working for pennies. And it's actually almost, like, offensive because, like, if I'm charging that and then someone else is charging, like, $550, which is, I think, maybe the average rate for a logo, it's, like, I'm, like, giving a bad name to, like, the graphic design yes. industry. People get mad at me. They're, like, you're not allowed to charge this. Yeah. Like, you're devaluing exactly, the industry. Exactly. So, um, after learning, because I honestly just love doing it. Like, I would have done it for free. So, right. $50 is just kind of a bonus. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm money like, in the pocket. And I, I always be so scared to charge $50 but that's like money mindset and like mm-hmm. money blocks um so then uh it just kind of evolved and it was just kind of like what people were asking for and what I love doing and then after I graduated from college so I went to university four years college for one year in a digital marketing program and I thought all I wanted to do was work in a marketing agency like that was my goal I had this one agency I was like always wanted to work there like when I graduated from university I was like I'm doing this course in college so I can work at that agency that is hilarious yeah got the internship there and hated it which I need to interrupt for one second because I feel like that's exactly what happens with anyone that does marketing or communications. Yeah. They glamorize agency life so oh much. Oh my God, they have ping pong and beer on oh tap. They're like <laughs> in these conference room meetings, yeah. like brainstorming, writing yeah. things on the wall. And it's like, no, 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 no. Agencies work you like slaves. Yeah. You make no money. No you have money. like no say unless you're a higher up. You're on a team of like 10 all the time. Yeah. You're doing like bitch work. And everyone has their heads down. No one's collaborating. No. Everyone's stressed. 
everyone's stressed i don't know yeah. one agency person that's like i love my life yeah <laughs> most people are like get me out do you have a way to get out yeah <laughs> run while you can yeah. <laughs> so i thought i want to do this so then when i but i'm so grateful that i did it to know that i didn't want to do it yeah. like i think i got it to realize like no mm-hmm. this is what you don't want right so that was an interesting lesson so after i graduated from college i could either go into industry because with the college degree i did they're really good about getting you a job so i had like three to five different job offers like full salary benefits pension right everything or i could do this other thing where they give you a five thousand dollar grant to start your business it was through my college and it was called um it's just the entrepreneurship center there and they give you five thousand dollars so i remember being like and i I had to apply. Like, if I applied and didn't get in, I'd be SOL because, like, mm. I denied all of the salary positions and then this. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, you know what? Those jobs are always going to be there. YOLO, let's give my business a go because I love doing it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I never for a million years thought I could do this full time. Never. And so this was like um, a year and a half ago. And I rebranded and now it's Rose Designs. I started. I made a website, I made an Instagram page, I made a Facebook, and yeah, it's kind of just like gone up from there. So it sounds like you got the grant. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I did get the grant. I did the nine-week program, and with that money, I like rebranded. Um, and also, I should mention, my whole dream in life was to live in Australia. So <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, because we're recording from Australia right now. Insane. But last year, I also went to Australia at the end of the year for three and two and a half months which is where i kind of like test drove the like digital nomad life but the business was is like like way less than what it is now i can't believe this is only a year and a half ago i thought this was like five years ago no because the success you're having the stuff you post the the clients you have like the feedback you're getting i thought you've been doing this for like five years full time no that's crazy yeah no it's only a year and a half ago oh my god so then (laughs) let's talk about something that's interesting that you and i have talked about offline where you were juggling a lot of jobs because you're like i have to make money i can't just go full-time with this this is too scary Mm -hmm. but then you saw your income actually triple when you got rid of all the other jobs oh yeah about that okay so that's a good story okay so basically when i decided that i was going to pursue my business i and I don't suggest this to anyone to be like, right, going to do my business and like, let's cut everything off because I mean, I'm sure you could do it, but then it's so much more stressful. So I always like last summer I worked, um, in a restaurant all summer while I built my business. So mm-hmm. I really only worked like four days a week in a restaurant, which if anyone works in the restaurant, it's kind of addicting because you make so much money. Right. <laughs> so I could work four days a week, but it would be equivalent to like a salary position. Right. So, and then in the off time, 100% I was working on my business. Like, I was just grinding. And I should actually mention one thing that happened in my benefit is that the year before I started my business, I started a blog, a vegan mm. food blog that focused on like health, wellness, working out, because that was like my passion. Right. And I loved it, like building that community, making so many connections. And like, I built, like, I got like 2,000 followers on Instagram, which at the time I was like, oh my God, it's so much. That's but it's, well, like, 
And so they were, but they were all people in the holistic nutrition wellness mm. field. So when I started my business and promoted it on my personal page, they all came to my business page. Oh my gosh. So now I work with all those types of women, mostly women working mm-hmm. in the holistic wellness field, which is amazing because I've also always want, I thought I wanted to go to school for nutrition because I was like, I love it. Like it's right. my, I'm so passionate about it, but I was like, I really don't want to go back to school. But I knew I wanted to work in it. So now I am, but like not actually like making meal plans as work with the people. It's crazy how one thing you think you want to do can expand into something else in a different avenue. Yeah, exactly. Like I had the thought and it just came to me in a different way than I expected. And it's it's better because like I'm I'm not sciencey at all. Like right. I'm creative and I love design. So like it's I'm like just, you get to do both. Yeah, I get the best of both worlds, which is really cool. It sounds like a lot of the stuff you manifested. Yeah. Because this is like there's people listening right now that are probably like, what do you mean you just a year and a half ago took off? Now you're living in Australia. You're going to Bali for three weeks yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You, we just got back from like a, another 400 trips like, yeah. <laughs> and you just turned 26, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's insane. So we connected over manifestation, but yeah. I'm curious to know where did your first like encounter with this whole world come into play? Oh my god, that's such a good question. Like, was it a book? Did also, I feel really it? bad because I definitely didn't answer your last question about last question. Um, my income tripling. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, I'll come back. I'll okay. answer that first. We like whenever me and Chelsea talk, we we talk, like we'll be like wait, One time out, and then it's like five. Yeah, like, what are we talking? And then like three days later, I'm like, oh, I forgot to <laughs> finish that story that I just started. Um, the the income thing. So I was just saying, like, worked in a restaurant. And so I was able to keep myself, like, pay the, keep the lights on, but also building my business. So I think that's really important. I don't want to say, like, from the get-go, I was fully supported. Right. And then when I went to Australia, I was just working on my business. But, it like, when I went to Australia last year, it wasn't, it wasn't what it was now. Um, I was kind of spending more than I was making. But I was like, oh, my God, I'm so cool. I'm working on the road. <laughs> and then when so. I came back, I actually ended up working at um, the entrepreneurship center that I did my grant through and started my business. That was actually a manifestation because um, before I left, I made a vision board. And on it, I put a Fanshawe. I went to Fanshawe College and I put that on there. And I always knew. I'm like, I really want to work at Fanshawe one day. And, like, teach, like, what I have learned. Like, I thought in my mind I wanted to run my business full-time and then part-time teach because I, like, loved all my teachers. But it manifested in the sense that one day they reached out to me saying, oh, and I also really wanted to focus on 2020 or 2019, having, like, building a community. And then they reached out to me being like, we really need a marketing manager, marketing and community manager for our, for the entrepreneurship center. Like, will you fly home for this? And I was like... I was that was actually a really hard position like choice to make because I was in Australia and I loved it obviously but I got this position offered to me and everyone was like don't take it stay in Australia Lola but in my gut I knew I had to go to it and in hindsight something happened like a week after I flew home that I would have had to fly home for anyways so it kind of was your intuition being like you need to be home. you need to be home so that happened so and then so I Last year, I worked from January to August, part-time in this entrepreneurship center, so 20 hours a week. And then starting in May, I took on a restaurant position, working three nights a week, and then did my business full-time. So I grinded this past year. And then in August, 
the end of August, I was like, okay, I'm. I went on a bunch of trips, like from August to now. Right. So I was like, I need to leave the entrepreneurship position and the restaurant position. And but I was really scared. Like, don't get. I wasn't like, yeah, let's do this. Like, yeah. I was like talking to my friends, being like, oh my god, I'm gonna like, my business is gonna crumble. And and all my friends were very supportive of me, being like, no, you're gonna be fine. Like, this is fine. And I was just like, you know what? And I just focused on being positive. And then my income when I for Rose Designs when I left the two other positions tripled immediately. Like that, that next month, insane. The next yeah. month, yeah. Like I saw, I signed more clients than I've ever signed in a month. Like made more than I ever have in a month with Rose Designs, and it's just gone up from there. So it shows that when you actually do focus on where your energy wants to go, yeah, not like you were forced into it, yeah. That's when the like blessings came. Exactly, and like you know, I just feel like I was tied down to a bunch of things, mm-hmm. and when I cut the ties that were holding me down, then the universe was showed up for me. It was like, here you go, right? Like, like you, you've ready. been working, you're ready, and this is just proof that you you'll be fine. That's amazing because yeah, that's. I'm glad though you prefaced it with like I didn't just design like start rose designs and then the next day was like off on my own making all this money yeah you have to have a a safety net because if something it's not even like what's the word i'm looking for you can have all the intention of like oh i want this company to take off but it's like if your energy is coming from a place of like lack or scarcity or anything it's like yeah then you're not gonna see any income absolutely and that's exactly what i was doing i was like scared that i wasn't gonna make money so i was of relying on the two other businesses because I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter if Rose Designs doesn't do well this month. I have these two. I was relying on it, so right. the universe was like, well, you don't, you don't need it then. Like, yeah. why were we gonna, why are we gonna give you abundance when you're not, you're not thinking abundantly? Right. So then when I let those things go that weren't serving me, the universe showed up for me. I was like, okay, here you go. You're doing what you're meant to be doing, and it's in alignment in your inflow. So and like now, if you're in that state. I don't believe that the universe isn't going to provide for you. Like it's just, right. not, it's just not. That's, it's impossible. It like goes against games. all rules. Yeah, yeah, the universe doesn't play games. And I feel like when people hear the word "the universe," yeah, they're like, "What are you talking about?" I always say this. I'm like, it's not a game show where you're like, <laughs> "Spin the wheel. What am I going to get? A thousand dollars? Nothing." Like the universe isn't like, "Oh, like let's play Wheel of Fortune." It's yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm trying to show you. Like, here's your path. Are you going to take it? Here's your path. Are you on it? Like. Once you get back on it, which is what we call like quote unquote alignment, yeah, that's when it's like, yep, you're ready. You can handle this. Here you go. It's not yeah. like dangling things in front of you, being like, oops, nope, taking it away. Like, yeah, it's not playing a game of like taking away from you. It gives back when you are ready to see it. Exactly, and like the universe. You also have to remember, like, the universe only wants the best for you. Yes, like absolutely, I truly believe that, and they're only gonna assign you like tests and like things like this for your higher purpose yes so like this is one of those cases where i was like in my higher purpose so it provided to me right and like we said the test it's not to make you feel bad about yourself it's so you learn like can i handle this can i because there's people listening that are probably like i would love to start my own business and travel and make all this money but it's like actually visualize yourself doing what we're doing right now which we've talked about is like yeah, you can travel and stuff, but there's some instability or are you actually ready to handle a $10,000 check in your bank account? Because yeah. it sounds nice, but if someone was like, here you go, here's $10,000, yeah. would you be like energetically ready to receive that? Because I just learned about that. I was like, maybe that's why I have so much resistance to like money things money because mindset, yeah. I don't know that I would be ready to just take someone's $10,000 check. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely would. 
She's like, who's writing that track? Yeah, you need, you hear me now. Um, that is actually really interesting. And I t- actually talked to my coach about this. I had, I signed my first business coach this week. We had our first call, which is sweet. But she also talked about, we had to do this thing called like seven minutes in heaven. And for seven minutes, you write down like everything that you'd ever wanted. Ooh. And it was really good exercise. I love that. And then you like, I hope I'm not giving away all of her like <laughs> secrets, secrets, but like, um, but yeah, if, like it was just a good exercise, a manifestation exercise, even because it's like it's interesting to see like, oh, I didn't even know I wanted that. It just like comes up, and you have to like turn everything off. You have to just like focus on it, and it was really cool. But based off what I wanted, the theme was very much like, okay, I also want to ground somewhere because like mm. there were so many things that I wanted, but I'm like, I can't actually get that right now because I'm traveling. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so... Like, yeah. yeah, traveling and traveling the world and being able to jump anywhere from anywhere, not being tied down to anything, obviously, it's sick. But for someone who's trying to build, basically, a an empire, like, without sounding, like, douchey, <laughs> like, build a big business, it's hard if you're not grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like, that's what I'm dealing with, too. Yeah. I, I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, I feel like I can't actually do anything because i'm up and going i'm up and going exactly so i'm like what am i supposed to do like constantly just be up and going and never like you said almost like water this plant yeah exactly so it's like if i want rose designs to be what i want to be i'm like driving the boat and if i'm like head in the clouds like just jumping around it's kind of hard to be like okay well let's let's grow because i'm not even stable you Mm -hmm. need some you need like a center to be like okay to help ground you to build the to grow the tree yeah. kind of thing like a home yeah if we're using plants as yeah. the analogy <laughs> of course like you need are. like a home garden yes like the garden doesn't just like you don't pick up a garden and like bring it with you to bali and then yeah. bring it back to sydney and then yeah. go back to canada it's like no your garden needs to be somewhere that like, yes you can go travel but you come back to like water that garden exactly and just some stability to help it root it that's so true stability has been like such a theme of my podcast lately yeah because <laughs> we know being expats yeah. traveling and trying to build your own business it's like stability is so hard to come by that it's like really really it's really like what's what i'm looking for reflected like you're like wait i actually used to love stability and i yeah. thought i liked and this like, like home routine, routine, yeah right like yeah. i used to think be like i hate routine and i'm like give me a routine i know it's so funny it's wild and also when you're traveling obviously everyone else is traveling mm. so everyone's like like literally like 21 years old and like like i love these people they're so much fun but they're they're in the point of their lives where they're not trying to build a career they're they're traveling and having fun right so obviously your vibe is your tribe so when like i'm over here being like okay i'm just gonna miss out on like all these things to like work on my business which i actually don't mind because i do love working on my business but it's like different than being home when everyone else is working during the day. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to work. Whereas like when you're traveling, no one's working. No. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to go work, which is like FOMO to the max. Right. I remember moving here the, one of the first weekends and I went out, I think on like a weekday or something. And I remember taking an Instagram story and I was like, does anyone here work? Because yeah. it was like a packed bar. Yeah. Everyone was drinking as if it was a Saturday night. And I'm like, does no one have jobs? <laughs> to your point, everyone's young, traveling. They're like, yeah, I don't really have a job. Or I work hospitality. I can go in hungover. It doesn't matter. Like, where exactly. to your point, I'm like, wait, I need to be... It, there's a lot of self-discipline involved oh, in traveling definitely. and wanting to run a business. Yeah. But I want to go back to manifestation. Yes. Like, the first encounter you had with it. Because I remember mine, I think, was someone telling me about the book, The Secret... And I kind of read it. And oh then my god, I that's the movie. definitely me, yeah. the movie. Okay, so yeah. I was like, and I think I watched the movie and it kind of resonated. And then, like, with Instagram, it started popping up more. 
And then my friend was really into it. Wait, I can't did remember, we like, manifest moment. manifestation? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, The Secret was like my entryway into you this. You know what? I think it was mine too. My mom told me to watch the movie on Netflix. Then, yep, that must have been. And I then, like that was everybody's Yeah, entryway. and I was like, whoa. And then I think it was almost immediately after where I like manifested up my dream boyfriend. Well, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> now. <laughs> but at the time... At time. My dream boyfriend. And, like, and then things started happening. And then I think I started to hang out with people who believed in it mm. and would talk about it. And that's what, that's when it really actually started. Because back home, I have, like, a group of girlfriends. And they're very much, like, spiritual woo-woo. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they started telling me things, like, I remember I was upset about something. And they're like, well, this stems from your childhood. I was trying, and I'm like, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> And now every time I meet someone, like, you know this stems from your childhood. Like, are you talking to your inner child? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they really brought it out of me. And then I think I think when things just start to manifest, you're, it's hard not to follow no, it, it, right? Yeah. I feel like mine, I'm trying to think of mine, was definitely the secret. But I think at one point when you actually are conscious of, like, what you said, it's mm-hmm. like, why are all these good things happening? I remember everyone kept being like, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Yeah. Why do you have the best luck? And I yeah. was like, am I lucky? And my mom would always say, she's like, God, how are you so lucky? And I was like, wow, maybe my I'm just like, to me too. yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, maybe I have a good luck charm. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Because I don't, I go into things almost just like expecting that something good is going to happen. Exactly. And then it, that good thing happens. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what happened with you too, that you probably were like, Yeah, why is like why is everyone saying I'm lucky? And you know what? Another big thing was when I expected a good thing to happen and it didn't happen, knowing that that's still a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like this is just the universe being like redirection. Yeah, redirection is there's a thing about that. Rejection is redirection. Yes, yes. Because I remember I really wanted to get into one university and like I was I didn't get in and I was gutted like so sad this is like the first thing i can think of and then and now i look back at it like thank god thank god i didn't get you been that doing something totally different yeah yeah and like and then um at western university the one that i go to there's this thing called ivy school and it's like very elite it's very expensive to go to and i got like i got in but you have to maintain a certain average and like when i got to university i was one percent below the average and i didn't get in and I was gutted, but now I'm like, thank God, because I'd be working corporate. I'd mm-hmm. be working 70 hours a week in corporate, probably not even making a, like the same amount of money and, as I do now, and I'm in Australia. Isn't it wild that... I think about that all the time. I'm like, thank God. We talked God. about this too, where it's like every little decision, no matter what, yeah. has somehow led you to where you are today. Yeah. Like, for me, I always think about the study abroad thing. Like, if I didn't study abroad, I would have never known that I actually like to travel. Yeah. Had I never met my ex, I wouldn't have known... Like, that guy's like that, and I could get along, because he yeah. was, like, super hippie, and I'm like, that's not, I'm, I was, like, a bougie-ass yeah. brat in yeah. college. <laughs> then had had we actually, like, gotten married and worked out, I wouldn't even be in Australia. I would probably, like, have two kids right now back home in Florida. Then moving on to, like, Chicago, it's like, if I didn't meet the group of people I did, if I didn't work at the company I worked at, if I didn't yeah. have the, like, it's just crazy when you start to add up all these little decisions are where you are today. It's like, it starts blowing my mind. I get, like chills sometimes and i'm like we wouldn't even be here having this conversation had i not made thirty thousand other decisions before this that led me i know because like to put in perspective you made a post and like 70 people commented ashley happened to see it happened to comment you happened to like my i happened to look at ashley's comment because yeah you said 70 comments i was like i'm not looking at all these but i was like i guess i'll look at some yeah look at your portfolio reach out we happen oh. to be living in the same place in Australia where we're both not from. Like, 
it's like gives me it yeah. freaks me out sometimes and I'm like what like how do all these synchronicities happen that led us to be here recording this conversation yeah and like Chelsea I don't know if you knew this but like before we met I was just like I was like upset to my mom because I'm like oh like I'm here but like there's no one that's like on the same vibe as me like everyone's just like wanting to party and like obviously I do like to party but I also like to talk about these things and like your vibe is your tribe and like I was like around like really young which who I love like I right. love them but also when it comes to the business sense of things like I was really craving that friend who was like yes let's like talk business like let's go right. on a coffee like and just work mm-hmm. and then the next like in a few days we met isn't that wild and yeah I told my mom same thing <laughs> I was like I I called my mom crying and she was like what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> Because I was like, I same thing. I came here with knowing really young people that love to party and yeah. go out. And I'm like, that was, of course, fun when I got here. Like, I yeah. did that for, like, three months straight. And then, obviously, drinking catches up to you. But I'm also almost 29 where I'm like, I didn't come here to be in college again. Like, yeah. I came here to... I quit a very cushy job to start my own business. And now I'm just partying. Yeah. And so I was like, I feel like I'm, like, totally out of alignment with what I came here to do. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know any girls that live close to me. I don't know anyone that's even doing their own thing. Like, I have no one to relate to. I feel like I should just, like, not be here. And then I seriously think we met, like, three days later. And I was like, wait, what the hell? That's so exactly... So perfect manifestation. Literally exactly yeah. what I was looking for. Like, someone that had their own business, that traveled, that... That's why we ended up talking for, like, six hours. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> what you talk about this stuff like and like what chelsea was going through i had just been through so it it was like i could give her like advice because i like understood what she was going through it was like i seriously think the universe is like yep it's time for you guys to meet yeah i was like oh okay yeah i want to talk about manifestation stories because obviously we have a lot yeah so let's start with maybe business okay so what's something, there can be multiple stories, one of your favorite stories that you've manifested that you're like, yep, that's the manifestation that I like actually visualize. Okay. Okay. My favorite one is probably Ashley. I keep, she keeps, hi, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is crazy to me. So I don't know if I've even told you this story, but so Ashley is, uh, she works for me. I hired her in July, no, sorry august june of this year i want to say sorry ashley i I can't remember (laughs) it's six months ago so and um i knew i needed help because the issue with building websites the longest part is actually like the writing of the website and a lot of my clients i don't like writing Mm -hmm. so they would do the writing but the problem with that is they all have businesses. They're busy. So it was like it would take ages and ages to get the writing back. And they didn't even want to be doing it in the first place. B, I needed like a project manager to help facilitate the web because it was getting like out of my hands. Because mm-hmm. also I had two other jobs. And then C, I just needed someone to come on who also knew social, like search engine marketing. Because I went to school for it, but it's not my zone of genius. So I was no. like, I don't want to be... I was doing it, but I'm like, it didn't feel... I was resistant to it. So I'm like, that's one tip. If you're resistant to anything in your business, outsource it. Just outsource it. Because then you can focus on your zone of genius. And that was when things really flourish. Um, But anyways, so I wrote down on a piece of paper. This is key. Pieces of paper make magic happen and i like wrote down my dream employee like knows this no i actually would love to find that piece of paper Mm -hmm. but needs this needs this like wrote it out and then also like i remember being like we can talk business for hours but also can like go out for martinis on a friday like we're actually like friends right and i want them to be really invested in rose designs in the sense that they want it to grow they're committed they're in it for the long run 
It's so, not just a quick, like, yeah. three-month stint. Like, okay, I'm Yeah, out. like, use me for, like, to get experience on the resume and right. be like, okay, bye. Um, so I wrote that down, and then I made a job posting, which is actually, I feel like, kind of... In- could be like a good manifestation like exercise like make it like a post a job Mm. posting for like what you want yeah because like energetically that makes a lot of sense so and then i put it out but i would send it to my professors at the college i went to because so many like people want internships from the program that i did so like oh this would be perfect because i could get an internship and then they could start on and then when they graduate they can work for me like full time right but i'm like i wasn't in the place then to hire someone full time and so I put this out there and like a bunch of people applied, but like, no offense, but they were really like, it just like was, they didn't have the skills that I needed mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I didn't have the capacity to train anyone. Mm-hmm. So I put it out there and I did a few interviews, but it was like, it was brutal. I have to say mm-hmm. like <laughs> one girl, didn't, she like literally showed up and was like, so what do you do? I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, You're here to work for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so I was just like, I just got frustrated and I was like, okay. And I think this is a key. I was like, literally like, okay, I'm letting this go. The right person will come when they need to come. And in hindsight, when I put this all out there, I wasn't ready to bring someone on. I really mm. wasn't. I, it was too soon. So then, but then I got a message in April of this year, because I remember it was when I was in Hawaii and I posted about, because Hawaii was come the second trip where I was like, I was working from Hawaii. And I put that line being like, like working from Hawaii, like new office vibes. Mm. And I was in Hawaii, like typical <laughs> post. And, Digital nomad. Post. Yeah. And, uh, and then actually reached out to me being like, hey, I would like love to learn more about how you, how you built this business. Like I've been following you for a while. I would love to meet you. So I was like, yeah. And she was happened to go to the college that I worked at. So I was like, I like booked the appointment like through the college, like as I was working. So, you know, we could just meet there. And she comes in and it turns out that she actually like found Rose Designs like earlier and then found me on LinkedIn, saw the program that I was doing. So then did that program because she wanted to be doing what I was doing. And then like months later was like, well, I want to meet this girl. And then when she came in, she's like, yeah, I just want to know like how you like built like to work online, work from anywhere. Like that's my goal. And I was like, okay, yeah. So like, what do you want to do? Like, what what would you want to do online? Because she's like, I don't like design, whatever. And and every single thing that she said was every single thing that I was hiring for. Like wow, she could have like it sounded like she was reading the list that I wrote. So yeah, I was did you get a like, hold of that? I was like, wait, what? And then I was just like, this is gonna sound weird, but like, would you work for me? And and I was kind of like, in the beginning, I was like, well, you can just get experience and then do your own thing. Like you don't have to. And then, but from there, we've just, she's been, like, the best. Like, every single thing that I wanted, she does and beyond. And it's wild. Yeah. So, I'm, like, so grateful for that. Like, honestly, and, like, she, like, she on her end manifested me. Like, yeah. everything that Rose Designs is is who she wanted to be working for. Like, working with wellness, like, working with a female entrepreneur, like, being able to work online, etc. So, like, we equally manifested each other. She's also an amazing manifester. And it seems like the trick here was, like, writing it down and then yeah. surrendering. Exactly. That's, you weren't obsessed. You weren't yeah. like, I'm now going to go on LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter and yeah. Seek.com <laughs> yeah. and, like, burn, like, through all these websites. You're yeah. like, I'm just going to let it happen when it happens. Yeah. And then it always happens at the right time. What do you think, though? Because I know there's people listening that are like, I don't get that. If you need an employee, shouldn't you be searching 24-7 for one? Like, why shouldn't you be obsessed with what you wrote down? Um, what do you think That's about a good that? question. 
Because you know what? At the time, I actually wasn't obsessed with it. Like, mm. I knew I needed one, but I was so busy with everything else. I honestly almost also didn't have the time to bring on an employee. Mm-hmm. So, like, in my mind, I was like, okay, it'll ha- happen when it needs to happen, but I'm also like, too busy for this. That was right. always in my mind. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But, like, so it just, that was something I was able to let go. But, like, obviously, like, if you need an apartment, in a week you need an apartment in a week right. you can't be like okay let me just manifest this except for i guess i kind of did also. you can yeah but it's like there's there's action and yeah. thoughts it's kind of it's, it's a balance mm-hmm. because like if you're like okay i really want a free trip to bali and you just like let that surrender like try to manifest that that will manifest when it needs to manifest right whereas like i need an apartment in a week you can like i actually did manifest that apartment right. the, ne- the morning of that's another story but it's harder to do that i think if you're not in alignment yeah and i think there's there's difference between surrendering and knowing like you said it will happen when it comes Mm -hmm. but also you have to take action like yeah you can't just be like oh i want a thriving business and then like sit on the couch all day and watch tv and be like why is that business not thriving it's like no you have to actually work on it yeah and then like once you get the base and like the understanding then things will start to manifest because you're in the high vibe there's like so many things you have to do but it's not easy as, like, it happened to be that easy for Ashley, but I think because it was so meant to happen, the universe was, like, here. Yeah. And I think when you become obsessed with it, you start looking at it only one way, where if you let it go, it's like, this could happen in other ways. Like, exactly. going back to your whole thing of wanting to look into nutrition, but it's like, if you became obsessed with being a nutritionist, yeah, like you would have vision. never been doing what you're doing now. Exactly. Yeah, you open your mind up to more opportunities, and the universe is like, look, I'll put it back in front of you just in a different way because you were open to it exactly and like gabby bernstein talks about this she's like when after you write the list finish it with or better Mm, i love that yeah because it's like and this i just learned during the manifestation challenge because i was like oh my god i love that because then you don't limit yourself because i whenever i write something down like oh but like this might be something else could could happen so it's like writing or better kind of lets the universe be like okay this is the direction but if you want to give me this anything better sure I love that. Yeah. So you guys, you manifest each other. Now your business is thriving. I want to talk about money because I feel like money mindset is probably the number one thing, probably maybe outside of relationships that I feel like people have trouble manifesting. Yeah. Because historically in society, money has negative connotations. It's Mm -hmm. dirty. It's Mm -hmm. greedy. Money is the root of all evil. Money causes merit. Money is the number one reason why people Mm -hmm. divorce. Like, Actually, most stories you hear around money, you only correlate with, like, success or happiness with, like, billionaires. Like, you think of, like, oh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they they can make money, but I can't. I'm just, like, little old Chelsea over here from Florida. Like, why can't – I can't do that. So money mindset, when did you start really paying attention to your relationship with money? Another good question. (laughs) Um, I think growing up – like, growing up, I did not – grew up in a wealthy family at all um which is i think people that don't grow up in a wealthy family is almost it's interesting it's a different energy because like if you grew up in a wealthy family your money mindset's so expanded that you're more likely to be rich because it's just normal to be rich it's not like oh i don't deserve this there's nothing like that you're like oh i deserve this right but if you grow up having this struggle it almost encourages you to make more money Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting like i'm actually grateful that i had to struggle because it gave me motivation and drive to build a business Mm -hmm. um not saying that someone who's rich can't they obviously do the same thing but just for me that's what worked um i don't know growing up 
I don't, I don't think I ever really had a good mindset with money. I still definitely struggle with it, but I've also looked to expanders, which is a really big thing. So like I'll look at people on Instagram and they're making like a hundred thousand dollars. It actually changes a lot though, because like I remember talking to a girl last year, like one of my clients being like, she's like, yeah, I'm really just trying to make $10,000 this month. And I'm like, what? I'm like, good luck yeah whereas like now that i'm expanded in the thing it's like oh yeah ten thousand dollars that's nothing yeah like it's easy yeah and then like my coach saying like she wants me to make x i'm like wait i'm like what but it's almost like you need that's a good thing about money mindset is like having someone you see someone making that and then you're like oh well i can do that right why can't yeah it's like it's just like a normal person and like or like some people are like like it's good in the coaching industry because it's like they make a lot of money, I have to mm-hmm. be honest. And, like, one girl was making $100,000 a month. Like, cool. clearing. And it's, like, it's, like, people, like, she's an amazing human and she has skills. But, like, I can do that. Like, why right. can't I do that? Yeah. But I think it's important to have them in your same field. Like, it can't, I can't look at, like, a coach, really, because it's not the same thing as me. Right. But just learning that people actually work online and make that much money i think it's an interesting energy to have because i'm like oh i deserve that i can do that so i think that's made a big difference um also manifesting it for sure like every month i'd be like okay i want to reach this goal write it down and then some months i'll literally count down so if if let's just say i'm not saying this is what happened but like say one month i want to make like 20 grand so i'd literally write 20 grand every day and when i was doing my to-do list i'll like if i made like let's say five grand that month that day which okay i've never done that but then i'd be like okay 15 grand left and i'd like count it down oh my gosh so every day you're looking at it and manifesting it oh my gosh i love that i didn't even think of that tip because then your mind is like look how close you are now yeah instead of thinking it as this huge twenty thousand, it's like wait now you're only fifteen thousand yeah. away now you can only be ten thousand now we're close so yeah now might as well just finish this and, and then make you're, that money. it's almost like a game it's not like oh yeah oh it's like i won't it's not like putting it out there and just hoping it comes mm-hmm. you're like manifesting and focusing on it every day i love that yeah can you actually talk about some of the ways that you like employ these tools to get to what you want because that's a really good one i feel okay like. yeah and then just to add to that also is quantifying it so like let's say mm. i want to make um i'm just using me as an example just because it's like i know yeah, the industry no, but like this could be obviously for anyone um even for you for like yoga clients let's say you want to make 10 grand that month and you charge a thousand dollars per workshop right you only need to do 10 workshops in a month which is actually crazy but like yeah, do you no, know but what actually I mean? even when you say it, it's like that's two a week yeah but then you're like but then you're like oh it's only two a week i can two and a, do two that and, and then like you're like two, three and then it's like and then you just focus on doing that you don't for, focus on the 10 grand anymore. yeah you're not like wow i need one client to give me ten thousand yeah. dollars it's like break it up to realistic goals because that's actually not now that you're even saying that i'm like why haven't i run the workshop <laughs> right <laughs> like, what on earth that's like not actually that hard i know and so like i started to focus on that and then I think that's made a big difference in my life as well. So, so yeah, the tools. Honestly, the biggest thing is writing things down. Um, some things I do every morning, and I think have made a huge difference, is I meditate. So that gets you in a high vibration and a good, clear mindset, and that's, like, everything. It All, all it is is energy. Mm-hmm. What you attract is how you're feeling. Like, when you feel shitty, when you're having a shitty day and shitty things keep happening to you, it's not, like by chance it's because yeah. you're attracting those things to you right when everyone's like the, when it rains it pours yeah. it's like that's because you've of been course in that this is still well, happening to yeah. me but 
it's because you're attracting it. Like, you need to, like, break the energy mm-hmm. and get in a good high vibe. And then, like, you know those days, like, oh, my God, everything good keeps happening to me today. Mm-hmm. It's because you're in a good vibration. Right. Like, I can, I can, like, see on people's faces. And so starting a day off, like, being intentional about your morning, not waking up, oh, my, okay, I'm already late for work. Oh, like, that's, that's not a good vibe. No. You need to wake up, meditate, ground yourself. And then what I've been doing is... Like, when things were going really... The thing is, I'm really bad for when things go well, then I, like, stop doing it. and then (laughs) Me too. You know? And then it's like, oh, shit, I really need to start doing that again. Then things get good. But I'm really trying to focus on writing five things of gratitude every morning and every night. Right now, I've been doing it every morning because every night is kind of, like, hard because I'm always, like, busy doing something. But if I was in a routine at home, I'd be 100% be doing this. And it's just, like... and then it's like, okay, I'm so grateful that I um, was able to buy lunch today. But also, I'm so grateful that I'm going to make $50,000 this month. Mm-hmm. Like, projecting future mm-hmm. like gratitude. Like, you're acting as if you already have it. Yeah. So that's a big thing. And um, gratitude. And then every month, at the beginning of the month, I write down my monthly goals. And I look at them every day. I love that. I need to do that. Because yeah. I always say I'm going to do that. And then I never do. And then it's like six months in i'm like oh well no wonder nothing's happened for me because i haven't made an intention exactly it's all about intention like if the intention is there it'll manifest but you have to put it in work like you said it's not like oh i want a lamborghini and the lamborghini's gonna be like Like, outside your door with the keys ready to go (laughs) the bow (laughs) with the boyfriend driving (laughs) yeah maybe in like the bachelor that would happen we're not in the bachelor yeah and so it's like things like that I found those have really helped me. That have made a big difference. But then there's like the deeper work. Like, like I've learned a lot about from Lacey Phillips. Be magnetic. Like I've learned to manifest things. You have to be in the self worth of it. You have to be in the vibration of it. So if you want this amazing boyfriend who's like making this much money a year, is like confident, blah blah blah. You have to be that vibration to attract that vibration. So you're no matter how much you write it down. You, it's not going to manifest because you're not there energetically. Right. That's a good question that I feel like people will, are probably thinking of, well, I write things down. I, I think it. I can see it. I can see myself with this. Let's use a boyfriend, for example. Yeah. I see myself with this really cool, successful guy. Why isn't it happening for me? It's because you're, you're not aligned with it energetically. You mm. can't manifest like... You can't manifest something if you're like, I don't deserve that. Because the universe is like, well, she doesn't think she deserves it, so I'm not going to give it to her. Right. So then you have to do some deep work, which is like... <sighs> you're like, like, we've been there. <laughs> it's, I describe it as taking one step forward and like 12 steps back, but then 20 steps forward. Yeah, it like propels you yeah. once you do it. So it's like, you have to go deep. So like, for me, it's interesting because I'm really confident and like expand it in my business but like when it comes to like relationships like i'm still doing the work there oh me too like every day yeah and it's ev- exactly what you said it's every day it's not like okay this week i'll work on it and the next week I- it's ha- it's an everyday practice i think that's where people maybe mess up is not i don't like to use the word mess up but like have issues is that i feel like i know personally when i started hearing about manifestation i thought it was like making a vision board so i was like well i'm only gonna make a vision board once a year i'm not gonna make a vision board every day or every month like i'm gonna make it once a year and hopefully everything on there happens and then i'll reevaluate next year like that's how i used to think of this stuff yeah and it's like no every day your thoughts become your reality yeah so if you wait a whole year to readdress your actual desires and wants like no wonder it's taking you so long to get where you are yeah so it's like yeah it is a daily thing that 
I was talking to someone earlier that I was like, sometimes it can be exhausting to try and be like high vibe all the time. And she's like, you know what? Because if you are feeling like that, you're depleting and it's supposed to be feeding you, not depleting you. And I was like, okay, that makes sense that everything that you should be doing for manifesting is for your own better good. Exactly. Like, it's not, you shouldn't be trying to manifest anything bad. Exactly. But sometimes our ego steps in and this is what you're talking about. Like the yeah. deep work, like where does this come from? Like yeah. what trauma from my childhood is sabotaging this? Because we see that a lot too, where something's going really great and someone sabotages it or someone's business is going well. And then all of a sudden they're like, they get scared and they like stop working on it. And you're like, what happened? And well, it's because something internally and it's probably from your childhood, yes. which I've also learned. So Lacey Phillips has, like, unblocked your childhood workshop. And, like, it is trippy. You, like, go back to your childhood and, like, Oof. you, yeah, just that is scary, isn't yeah, it? Like, and you, like, unblock those things that have happened to you. So I've been working through that. But I have to say, like, I was doing unblock shadow. And then I was also doing, like, all these other things, all these other things. And then it was just, it was getting overwhelming. And it was kind of like, I talked to my mom about it. I was like, and she was kind of like, I think you need to just like take a step back. Cause it's almost like, it's like going to the gym every single day and not letting yourself heal. Like mm-hmm. you're just sore all the time. Right. So it's kind of like that with like spiritual things. Like I was like doing all these things and I didn't have a time to like actually like let it sit in and like heal from, cause like you're bringing all this shit up and, right. and it's like surfacing and you're like, oh my God. And, and I think it's hard to do when you don't, when no one really knows that you're doing it. It's exactly. not like you're in a like program retreat center where everyone's doing the same thing. You're like, no, I have to like go get lunch with my friend today. <laughs> exactly. And you want to be in that high vibe. But uh, last night you just did this hypnosis that like proved like all that. And you're like, sorry, like, and a lot of people don't understand that. Right. So I just had to take a bit of a step back only because it was do- almost doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, again, I want to ease back into it. But just like going back to like taking it kind of step by step. And just letting things surface and then dealing with it. Not being like, okay, ooh, that's ugly. Okay, bye. Right. Being like, okay, face it. Right. I think the the point here we're trying to make is like, don't overwhelm yourself. Because I know I did that where I was listening to podcasts and books where I was like, I need to wake up at six, journal, lemon water, (laughs) like ginger tea, put a candle on, walk outside, ground myself, pick flowers. Like what? (laughs) Like going insane where I was like, how can I keep this up? And it's like, that's because that all that was depleting me where I was like, this isn't me. Like, I don't need to do 45 things before 7 a.m. to be in alignment. And I think that's what you, everyone needs that's listening is like, do what works for you. If you don't want to meditate for 45 minutes, meditate for one. Exactly. You have to love it or else if you're doing it because someone told you to do it, it's never going to stick. No. And, but if you're doing it because like with the gratitude thing, like it actually makes me feel so good. I know we've talked about this, like writing down a list of gratitude. You're like, it can change your mood in a second. In two seconds. Yeah. So like that, I see the benefit of and say with meditation, if I'm like, wait, why do I feel weird? It's like, oh, I haven't meditated today. So it's like, I see the benefit of it. So that's what makes me want to do it. But if I'm doing like, example, I was drinking lemon water every morning, duh. But then I was like, I don't even know if this is helping. So I was like, I just stopped doing it. Yeah. I was like lazy. I was like, I don't want to drink lemon water. Yeah. Why do I have to drink lemon water? Yeah. <laughs> just because every podcast had said, wake up and drink lemon water. And I was like, I don't really want to cut a lemon, go squeeze it. Like, I just want to get like, do the things that I want to do in the morning. Exactly. And that didn't include lemon water. And that's better for you because you're in your what you're you're in your vibe you're in your flow right and then you feel it'll make you feel better yeah i something that you brought up too about like going back to your past is 
even though we're like, ooh, addressing your childhood, there might be people thinking, well, I had a great childhood. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, even me, like, I didn't really have a traumatic childhood. Yeah. And recently I was talking to a girl that was on my podcast, Sophie Nick, and she's like, you know, trauma doesn't have to be, like, this really dark event. It doesn't have to be that someone abused you or died or mm. someone ran away or abandoned you. It could be, like, someone took your favorite toy away from you at Christmas and, like, that memory is seared in your mind that, like, things good will get taken away from you. And I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this, tra- like, the word trauma, I feel like, has such a heavy weight with it mm-hmm. that when she said that, it clicked for me because I was like, I was like, there's nothing really to address from my childhood. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, there obviously is, or else, because you keep repeating certain patterns all the time. And I'm almost 30. So it's like, obviously, at some point, I need to go back and realize, okay, what is that? Like, even if it wasn't a big deal, was a big deal at that time to me that I grew up with these beliefs. Exactly. And like, that's a lot with money, too. Because if your parents are like, well, money doesn't grow on trees. That's not traumatic to hear. Right. But now you're like, I have to work really hard for money. Yeah. And that's so true. Your surroundings with who you grew up with and even your friends. If your friends are like, I am broke. Oh, my God. That's so much money. How are you affording that? Oh, my God. I hate money is so evil. It's like if that's what the message you're hearing all day. Yeah. No wonder it's hard to attract money because the vibes around you are all low around money. Exactly. And like. I've heard a stat, I don't know if this is true, but, like, if you take, like, a group of friends, they're all making, on average, the same amount of money. So, like, if you want to start making more money, hang out with people that make more money. Because you automatically are like, okay, I want to make more money. Yeah. Sophie talked about that, too, actually. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Real yeah. <laughs> Where she was like, she goes, I don't hang out with anyone that talks shit about money. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And she's like, if people are talking about how broke they are and they, oh, my God, they haven't spent, they would never spend that much money on something. She's like, I don't, like, engage with them. And I'm like, wow, that's actually a really powerful, like, tool. And it's really hard to do because sometimes you're like, well, that's my friend. I can't cut them off. And it's like, you don't really need to cut people off. Maybe you just don't bring up money around someone that you know is always talking negatively about money. Yeah. Have you heard of the upper limit? No. Have we had this conversation? No. Oh my god. Okay. So maybe back in like October when like things were really going well, I was kind of like I would hit like my goal like halfway through the month and then I'd be like, okay, well now I'm fine. But I'm like, wait, no, I'm this is like me building my business. Cause like I would like the thermometer, there's a, that analogy too, but yeah. I would like cool it down because I'm like, mm. okay, well I've hit my goal, so like I don't need to work that hard right. anymore. But that was my upper limit. So let's say my upper limit, this is, I'm just using an example. Let's say my upper limit was making like $100 a week. Right. So when I made that $100, I'd be like, okay, I'm cool. But that's not, like, that's nothing. Like I could have made $5,000 that right. week, but I was like hitting my upper limit. So when I get in that mindset of like, it's also kind of like overwhelming when good things keep happening. Mm-hmm. You, your, your mind automatically, well, mine at least is like, okay, well, something bad needs to happen now. Yeah. You and feel like, guilty. Exactly. And you're like, okay, well, things are going really well. So something bad has to happen, but that's also your upper limit. So mm-hmm. to like smash past that, you have to be like, no, I deserve this. I deserve good things to happen to me. Like money, abundance, happiness, love flow is flowing to me all the time. And just believe that and keep repeating that mantra to yourself and then you can keep going. But like you'll come up to once things start happening that are really good, you'll come up to blocks. Oh, yeah. Because it's your ego being like, okay, cool, but you don't deserve this. Yeah, it's scary when especially again, just because at some point in time, it's it was like there was a weird I feel like glitch in society where it was like, oh, if you make, um, if you're really confident, that means you're arrogant. If you make a lot yes. of money, you must be greedy. Yes. If you take care of yourself, you're selfish. 
And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are all limiting beliefs. We know that's not true. And a good way that I feel like I work on it is like reframing. It's like, okay, let me look at all my friends that have a lot of money or even like parents or whoever it is. Are they greedy? No, they're actually like very giving. Exactly. Um, This person's really confident. I really love their energy. Are they arrogant? No, they're just confident. So it's like you can almost pinpoint someone for everything that you believe about yourself and find the opposite of it and be like, obviously that's not true. And that's that's a hard exercise to do, but it's really helpful. It's like, I know a ton of people that are confident, making shit tons of money, that are very generous, kind, loving So they're like expanders for you. Yeah. Yeah. Can can you talk about that word? What does that mean? Yes. Okay. So, oh, also I will talk about that, but just one more thing about money. Yes. I've also learned that like, if you're like, oh, I'm making too much money, whatever. And it's like overwhelming and you don't think you deserve to make more. Think about what you would do with that money, like the energy of that money. So like, okay, if I'm in extra $500 and I could take like my friends all out for like a bougie dinner. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and then that like changed the energy. Like, yeah, I want that. Like I want right. that for myself. Like, or I can like buy this purse that I really wanted. So it's like, what are you going to do with the money? And how does that make you right. feel? I love that. Yeah. Sophie had me do that too. Sophie's probably like, okay, Chelsea, like, yeah. what are you d- walking through our session yeah. on air? Because I was saying, I feel like almost greedy if I charge that yeah. much for a certain client. And she's like, but what would you do with that money? I was like, immediately pay off my student loans. Yeah. Pay off my debt. Like, take my parents on a nice trip. Yeah. Upgrade certain things within my life. Help my siblings out. And she's like, so what part of that makes you a bitch? And I was like, not none of it or one part of that makes you greedy none of it and then the money will flow to you so much faster because the universe is like oh i see you mm-hmm. you're a nice human yeah here you go. <laughs> you're gonna Here's give more. back and thinking now that we're like on money topic that yeah. money is not a limited resource like it's literally printed at factories yeah they just have to print it all the time they're not like we're only printing ten thousand dollars a day <laughs> let's see who we can give it out to it's like no, money is just out there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's so much money. So much money. And I feel like they're... Gabby talked about this too in the challenge. By the way, guys, we're both in Gabby Bernstein. Yeah, so we're like 21-day manifestation yeah. challenge. Like, we text every day about it. <laughs> but I think it was in a recent lesson where it said, like, we tend to think if someone else has a lot of it, then there's none left for us. Yeah. And I think that was true where I was like, oh, well, if marley's making ten thousand dollars a month she took that ten thousand up that i can't do that and it's like what was there like a factory that (laughs) like appointed you the person that they were gonna get all the money and it's like no but again i don't know where that came from like these ideas but obviously now that we're talking about it it's like inner child your childhood society the content you consume social media social media tv movies like this is what I, this is why I think people have such a hard time with relationships because we grew up with so many rom coms. We think everything is like that, and it's like no, it's because we watch thousands of movies yeah. where the prince takes you away and yeah. the guy always comes back, and you guys get always get married, and it's like that was just content we consumed for that was a faction <laughs> like a what's it called fiction yeah. kind of story, but yeah. it's like yes, that can be true, but again, we need to think about the content we consume. So that actually brings me to a question like do you it sounds like you're probably really intentional with like what you're consuming on social media online so that's a good question i feel like i need to be more intentional i actually just went through and unfollowed a bunch of people Mm. i was like if you're not giving me good value driven content i'm not following you so i'd unfollow them um i listen to a lot of podcasts so like my mentors now are like ed my skinny confidential like those are the people i want to be Mm -hmm. and they're like huge expanders for me I'll explain expanders now. Okay. (laughs) Um, So expanders is like a term used that Lacey Phillips uses and who owns Be Magnetic and has the Pathway program. And so what it basically means is that 
if you don't think something is possible, someone's doing it and making it possible for you. So, like, if Chelsea's like, I really want to own a yoga studio. Well, she could look to 100 people that are owning a yoga studio and be like, well, I can do that. Right. So when you see, or if you, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I never grew up with a certain uh, relationship around me. But then I look at my friends who have this relationship. It's like, okay, well, that's possible. It's like when you start to look to people that are doing what you want to be doing. And in your mind, you're like, oh, that's possible. Then your mind starts being expanded in that. So you Mm. know it's capable. And then when it starts to open, the universe will provide you with tests to show you that that's possible. So you have to be consciously like also realizing that person does have that relationship. That person does make this money. This person is in my, these aren't like celebrities. Like, everyone has access to this stuff. And it has to be someone... You can't just pick, like, someone out of the blue. It has to be, like, very aligned with you. Mm -hmm. If, like... If it's too far-fetched, it won't work. They have to... You have to relate to them in some sense. But then, like... Like, my best friend, her and her boyfriend have the best relationship. So, like, that's an expander to me being, like, oh, my God, that's possible. Like, he treats her so well. And I'm, like, that's possible. Mm -hmm. So, it's in your, like, realm. Yeah. And I hate saying realm of possibilities because then it sounds limited. But it's, like, yeah, you're not going to look to, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's not even (laughs) a good example because you cheated on her. But, like, you know what I mean? You're not looking at these, like, celebrity couples that it's, like... That's not... I'm not a celebrity. I need to look mind, to my, yeah. my own, like, tribe, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, because, like, your mind will immediately be like, well, you can't get that because they're famous. Right. Where it's like, when I look to my best friend, it's like, we're, She's just like we're the same age, we're best. We're very similar. It's yeah. like, okay, well, she can have... I can have it. Right. And when that's your mindset, that's when things start happening. So expanders are things that you can look to that make things possible for you that you maybe thought were impossible. Yeah, and for. they expand your mind. Well, now that you know what an expander is, you're going to have to wait till part two to hear the rest of our conversation. It was a long one, like I said, so we decided to split it up into two, and you're going to love part two, hopefully just as much as you loved part one. You can follow Marley at Rose Designs Co. She also has a personal Instagram that we'll link, and make sure that you watch her stories. I feel like stories are really the only reason I even go on social media now. Yes, I love to see people's in-feed posts with the long content, like I'm really only following people now with valuable captions which she does but i do think the stories give so much more of a personality you get to see that person's face what they're doing where they are what they're eating like it's almost as if you're just keeping up with them day to day that's why i actually feel like i haven't gotten homesick because i get to see everyone's stories all the time i'm not like oh my god what are they doing i haven't seen them i just look at their stories so same thing with marley her stories are actually the reason we became so close because I was seeing the content she was posting and she was being really authentic. Like, this is what happened to me today. Here's the manifestation that came into my life. This is what I'm doing. This is how I got new clients. And I was like, damn, she's just like all out there on stories. And I really love that. So you need to make sure that you're watching her stories. You can watch my stories. You can follow the new podcast um, Instagram, which is non-expert opinion pod. Of course, I will link this all in the show notes. And remember to please, please, please leave a review if you found value. Again, it really helps with the search visibility. And all this content is free. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been doing this for two years without any ads, any subscription model, anything. So you can just consider the review or uh, rating a payment. That's how I would consider it. So if you liked it, make it your Instagram story, leave that review, and tune in next week to part two. We'll see you next week. 